Welcome to This AmeriCorps Life, the official Arizona Serve podcast by AmeriCorps members for AmeriCorps members, past, present, and future. And here's your host, Mona Stevens. Welcome back to another episode of This AmeriCorps Life. I'm your host, Mona Stevens, and I'm here with Alex Mangledorf. Alex, can you give our listeners a little background about who you are? Just introduce yourself. Sure. Um, thank you for having me, Mona. My name is Alex Mangelsdorf. I'm a going to be a two-term AmeriCorps server now. I did the summer term as a STEM instructor at the Prescott YMCA. And this upcoming term is going to be, I believe it's 11 months. I will be doing a team leadership position. Was going to Yale by college. I got my associate's degree. And now I might be planning to do some more online classes, just getting ready for maybe getting a bachelor's. My focus is environmental sciences and biology. And um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here and happy to get started. Alex, I had no idea you were born and raised here. That's like a rarity in Prescott. Yeah. So to dive into this interview, because I'm excited just to find out so much about what you've been doing and to share that with everybody else. Can you tell me how you came to find out about AmeriCorps um, and how did you know that it was the right decision for you? So that's a good question. Um, I found out about AmeriCorps from a friend of mine, actually. Her name is uh, Sierra Cottle. She's, I think she's done maybe three years of AmeriCorps. I think she's done uh, three one-year terms and she recommended it to me. We were were talking about different jobs you can do in Prescott. And um, she brought up AmeriCorps. She she highly recommended it. And then um, I applied and I checked it out. And I, I liked the people. It seemed like a really a really nice place to be. And it seemed like a very supportive group. So I was I was uh, very excited to join on. I love Sierra. Yeah, I think she's either three or four terms in. She's like a veteran of AmeriCorps. She actually just finished yeah. up a summer term at the same time you did. So that's kind of crazy. So diving into what you were doing with the YMCA and how you were teaching STEM. I heard that. Can you tell me about what your overall assignment was? So my overall assignment at the Y was I had to teach three different groups of kids each week. It was usually like um, two classes for each group every week. So I had um, one group was kindergarten. One group was first through second grade. And then the last group was third grade through sixth grade. And um, basically, I just had to be kind of their science teacher for the summer. So um, just because of the pandemic, a lot of these kids are kind of, um, they've fallen behind a little bit when it comes to just school in general, just because they were mostly doing it online. They probably didn't learn as much as they could have. So um, this summer, I was just trying to, we were just trying to um, help supplement that. So I think they had they had me as a STEM teacher, then they had gardening, which is a little tricky. And then they did um, English and math too. They had uh, English and math instructors. And so um, basically I was just coming up with um, different classes to teach them, different ways to teach them so- different parts about science. I, um, I was really just uh, kind of given like I could just do do it however I wanted. Like there wasn't a lot of instruction. I, I was given a lot of freedom there. So I kind of, I ended up looking looking up how to um build these courses for the grades that I was working with. So um, for kindergarten, it was kind of just a class to class thing. We did a lot of like activities, nothing um overall, like no overarching plan for it because I didn't think they had, um they would be able to pay attention to it that much. So we did a lot of, um 
like we made stuff called Ooblick. We made some bouncy balls out of glue. We um we we did some cool chemical reactions just for fun and always playing with colors and dye and stuff like that. And then for uh, first through second was kind of similar, but we we tried to have some like um long term projects like solar ovens. And then third through six, we were able to do. I was able to actually kind of put together like a, a course for them. So we did a uh, geology, weather, some chemistry, and then some biology. We got to work with a microscope. It was a lot of fun. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. And so as you were speaking, but I feel like you answered my question already that came up. Okay. Were the grades that you were teaching were K through? It was K through six. Yeah, K through six. What, was there like any kind of learning curve there? It just seems like I wouldn't even know or begin to know how to deal with uh, kindergartners or like even how they are developmentally in their brain. So thinking that they they can't pay attention that much, I'm thinking, yeah, probably yeah. I've met five-year-olds. They're all over the place. <laughs> they but are. I wouldn't know how to teach them, especially when going back to where your, your education is in, coming from that background of biology and science. Right. And this was my first time teaching too. So I was pretty terrified starting off. I think um, I got, I was really lucky where each class I had someone helping me, they have like instructors that stay with them the whole time. And then I would come in and they would just sort of help me out, make sure that um, uh, everything was going all right. It was kind of their job to uh, make sure the class was behaving. Which And that could be hard sometimes. They got pretty wild on some days. When I got the job and I learned I would be teaching kindergartners, I think literally the first thing I, I did was I Googled how to teach science to kindergartners, like science experiments <laughs> for kindergarten. So there was a lot of Googling involved. I found that when I actually started, you kind of just have to go with it a little bit. You have to just adapt to what they're doing. I had to react to them a lot more. So I was just kind of let, let them sort of decide where the classroom goes a little bit and uh same for first and second um the older kids it was a little easier because i think they they um they understood a little bit more and i think they were able to listen a little bit more they're a little more focused and google like i wouldn't have even thought to google it but i guess google does have the answer for everything and like somebody's experience that or something that you're going through is usually something that somebody else experienced and has written about it so you can learn from them that's pretty awesome and what you were doing was amazing because summer learning loss is a problem without covid um Mm -hmm. so just to to play on to that summer learning loss um if you had to rate the success of those that curriculum because it sounds like you spent a lot of time researching putting a whole bunch of stuff into it if you had to rate like how well you think the children were retaining the information uh, maybe like from a scale from one to ten how would you rate yourself Ooh, I don't know I think it maybe depends on the class I was teaching I think with the older kids I'd probably do like a eight or you know maybe around an eight I think I think they uh, retained most of what I was saying which I was very I was very happy about that I was very um I was very proud of them Se- uh, first and second grade maybe maybe a six or a five I actually honestly I think kindergarten might have retained more information than first and second grade oh really yeah I don't know why I think um there were just some kids in kindergarten who were already really into like science and that they wanted to learn about like different kinds of animals and dinosaurs and stuff 
Wow. So that I would say kindergarten was probably like a six or a seven, honestly, <laughs> with what I was teaching them. And then, yeah, I think uh, first and second might have been my weakest year. But still, that's amazing. If you really think about it in kindergarten and like first and second grade, they're not doing so, so much with sciences. Yeah. But when you're getting up into that like fifth, sixth age range, it's like mm-hmm. it's like a big part of what you're doing. I mean, I remember learning yeah. about weather and geology and like the different kinds of um, climates and all this stuff that yeah. is I actually still have the knowledge of. I mean, it, I don't know how useful it is since I'm not in the STEM field, but I can be like, oh, this kind of feels like that looks like a tundra or that's a nice. desert. It's arid there. Like I can say those things and I could read a topographical map and be like, nice. okay, you don't want to go there. But other than that, I don't really use those skills ever. <laughs> So for, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a um, kind of a, a niche thing. It doesn't come up nearly as much as I thought it would when I was a kid. I thought it would be the most important thing. It really hasn't come up too much, but uh, maybe in my field it comes up a little bit more. Yeah. So speaking of just that overall service with the YMCA, what would you consider the most rewarding part? So sometimes um, we would just do fun days where I would put together an experiment where like something like something explodes or maybe some weird like we create some like weird foam or something on the table. That was probably the seeing their reaction was probably the most rewarding part of that experience. Just sort of planning out a, a lesson and uh, finding out what works, what doesn't. That was also extremely rewarding. So, yeah, I think um, just the interactions with the kids was probably the most fun I had that they were a riot and they um. I, it was always really fun when they became enthusiastic about it. Like you can tell if you find something that they like, because they'll really start to um, engage with you. Like, I think we had this one class where I was just trying to like wrap it up and sign off with them. And then they just kept raising, raising their hands and talking about <laughs> stuff. And I, I just kept like, we just kept going. So it was like another 20 minute class added on to that where they just kept talking about it. It was, um, I think that was a class about electricity and lightning. And that could be scary sometimes because during that part, they would actually talk about how, like, they, they all seem to have this story about putting a fork in a wall socket. Oh. And <laughs> that's not, it, I don't know why, I don't know what, like, no one told them not to do that, I guess. So that, that was a learning experience for all of us that day. <laughs> well, at least the kids in the room who didn't do that now know, don't do that. There were maybe there were only two kids who hadn't tried it, so I was amazed. Wow! Yeah, they (laughs) live dangerous lives. Yeah, young and reckless. So on the flip side of that, what was the most challenging part? So there were a couple weeks where they were short-staffed and they kind of had to put groups together, and for some reason that was very challenging. I think maybe just having new kids in the group and just mixing it up more. And also their old instructors weren't there that week, those couple of weeks. So I think maybe um, they kind of lost some of that organization and it became very, um, that was a very crazy couple of weeks. It was hard to really teach anything then. So um, that was probably the biggest challenge I had. And then I think um, just in general, another challenge was, you know, figuring out what should I teach them? Like, what is it? What's like good for a sixth grader to learn? And then also, what can I teach a third grader and a sixth grader that'll work for both of them? That was kind of hard too. Oh, were they grouped together? Like third yeah, and sixth so, graders in the same cohort? 
Yeah, it was third, fourth, fifth, and sixth all in one group. So, oh, yeah, there was kind of this thing where I think um, the sixth graders probably already knew what I was teaching them a little bit, just because I think if I tried to just teach to the sixth graders, I would leave behind a lot of the younger kids and they wouldn't understand what was going on. So I kind of had to find a middle ground. Wow. So it sounds like throughout this, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but throughout your service, it sounds like you not only had to learn a whole bunch of new skills and be super resourceful, and you kind of had to be like a mad scientist kind of trying what works, what didn't work, but you also had to adapt your teaching style when you've never taught before, not just specifically for kindergartens or first graders, but for a group of people collectively who may be at different levels developmentally and also what they're learning in their education. Yes, a, a little bit. There was a little bit of mad scientists going on. Like you really, I really had to find something that would like, maybe you like you could teach third graders, but you could still engage the sixth graders, that kind of thing. So we did like, um, uh, we made rockets, like baking soda and vinegar rockets, tried to launch, see how high we could launch them, <laughs> that kind of thing, which was, um, much more difficult than I thought it would be. And that was another thing, like um, when I would be researching something, like an experiment I could do with them, I never, sometimes I didn't always have the time to um, test it out beforehand. So sometimes we would have classes where it was just like, hey, let's see if what will happen if we try this and see if it works. And so that was also like, I was able to do like a group project with them because they had to see if it would work too. I would have to work with them. We would all try to make it work like with the rockets. Sometimes the rockets just wouldn't take off or sometimes they would just explode too quickly. So we had to, we had to make sure like we had to find a way to make it work. That's really awesome though, because it may, it teaches them, at least in my opinion, it teaches them like a lesson, like science is not, I mean, science may be exact, but if you're experimenting, things are not always going to work out. And mm-hmm. then if they don't, you need to go back to the drawing board and test it out again and tweak it. Exactly. That's awesome. Yes. Science is not a science. That's what I said <laughs> sometimes. How has it, if at all, AmeriCorps better prepared you for your future? I know that you're saying that you want to go back to school um, and all of that. At least over the summer, I've learned a lot about kind of improvising and sort of, um, just like if if something's not working and this would happen a lot in the classroom if some if like an experiment just wasn't working or if i tested it out before the class started and i found out that it wasn't working i would have to come up with something pretty quick that could replace it so i learned a little bit about like just improvising new experiments and i think i can apply that to other jobs as well just if something goes wrong very quickly i can uh, adapt to that hopefully more than i could before and then Another thing I learned, yeah, it was just about being flexible and also planning is important too. Like it's good to be flexible, but you also need to plan out what you're going to do beforehand. So I found that um, like I would have to plan weeks in advance for something sometimes, depending on what it, what the experiment was or what the course was. So I think I, I learned a little bit about that. And then another takeaway was... Um, I was actually very nervous to teach kids. Like I wasn't sure how it was going to go or anything like that. I hadn't, um, like, I think when I was in high school, I was a big brother for a while, but I really hadn't uh, interacted with children at all since then. So I was very nervous about that. And I think um, this, uh, this term kind of gave me the confidence that I can, I can, I can still teach. When you say still teach, 
does that mean you see teaching in your future? Did it make, did it spark a passion? Ooh, I don't, I don't know. A little bit, maybe. I, I mean, I could see myself doing it again. I, I probably would still do science. Like, I don't really, I don't think I could teach English or math as well. Maybe math, but um, yeah, I think um, if I can get back into it sometime, that would be really fun. And so um, my my mother is actually, uh, she's been a math teacher for her for a long time. She was actually my math teacher for a while in school. So that would kind of be, a, I guess, a family tradition. I don't know, but um, it would be fun to do it again. And I think it's a good skill for me to have. Speaking of doing it again, you're signing up for a second term. It actually starts tomorrow as the team leader. So what made signing up for a second AmeriCorps term so appealing to you, especially because these two positions are really asking for very different things? Mm-hmm. I um, I enjoyed working with the people in my first term. And so I was really excited to get the chance to kind of do that again. I think it's a, I think it's a good community. And then I think there's a lot of support. I think it's very open. Like uh, no one's really going to judge you for anything. And then um, if I have any questions, I can always just ask. I always felt safe to ask any question I wanted. And then um, if I ever needed help, they would be there for me. And so uh, to get the opportunity to do that again is very um, exciting for me. Even if it's going to be a different position this time, I think it's going to be more just like planning and meetings. But um, I have experience doing that with another job. And um, that other job was, I think, much more stressful than this group I'm working with. So I'm, I'm very excited to try it out again. And then, um, yeah, I think um, just in general, um, also just the opportunity to work right now with um, all of like the crazy stuff happening in the world and the difficulty with finding jobs. I think this is like, I couldn't have asked for a better opportunity. Oh, that like touches my heart just because this is AmeriCorps and obviously I work for AmeriCorps, but what it sounds like is that community aspect that you enjoyed so much. I mean, as the team leader, you get to create that safe space for them where they can ask the questions where you're creating community amongst the members. No pressure. I hope I can, I hope I can live up to that. It'll be interesting to see. Oh, I have 100% faith in you, Alex. Um, Thank you. 100%. Awesome. Thank you so much. Because um, I just want to add, I actually, um, I did work in a job before this summer where it was basically like, it was like a student ambassador job. And I just had to plan a lot of stuff. It was a lot of meetings, a lot of planning stuff. But um, that job was very stressful. Just a very stressful group to work with. It was kind of, it was kind of a relief like over the summer getting to meet like a, a group that wasn't like a what's the word for it? Would you say like I guess high maintenance? Yeah. We're at Arizona Serve, I feel like we're pretty I don't want to say laid back, but what we really value is tr- people. We value how you're doing. We check in on you. We're we really act like a team. And I would say that's I mean, I'm a little biased because obviously I work for Arizona Serve, but I did do an AmeriCorps term like as an Avista a couple years ago with Arizona Serve. And it was like the community that you can come into um, and build up. It's amazing. It's like instantly you come in and you feel safe. And with that safety in your job, even if it's a stressful thing, it's like 
there's no dropping the ball because everybody's like carrying it does that make sense yeah Yeah. it's a group effort kind of thing yeah we're all about being a team that's kind of why we came into existence um but i'm digressing (laughs) no you're fine (laughs) so if there is somebody that was interested in let's say stem or any other thing that doesn't necessarily automatically have its like intuitively its connection to americorps what would you say to somebody that's on the fence about joining it i would say that it's just a really great experience and it's also a really good opportunity to kind of test your your boundaries and your limits see what like what what you can do in this kind of setting because it is a very different setting than what I was used to. It was much more like, a, I guess I would say free form, where I could, I, I could uh, just improvise a lot and kind of make my own um, plan going forward. And I think like someone, in, someone who's interested in science, I think this would be a really good opportunity for them. Even if it's not gonna be maybe like as um, like deep into science as they would like, I still think it's a really good foundation to build up, just being able to, I'm like, well, with my job is teaching. So maybe like with teaching, that's a really good way to just um, maybe appreciate science more too. And then I know there's a lot of other work that AmeriCorps volunteers and servers do. And I think um, any of that would also be very good. I think it's just a good experience for anyone in any field to um, come into AmeriCorps and just maybe do like just one term, maybe. I think it's really good for building a you know, teamwork skills and also just uh, planning skills. Cause you are, for me anyway, I was like, I was a little on my own. I had a lot of support, but it was like my, my program to make. So I think that was a really good opportunity. You did a summer term, just a three month term. And we have a bunch of three month terms that, mm-hmm. that we can make and create. And I like, I like what you said about it being free form. Cause what I was hearing you say was, I actually had the chance to be a leader. I had the chance mm-hmm. to to take my idea from something in my head to something in the classroom. And I feel like a lot of our AmeriCorps positions, they allow you to do that. Yes, I, I agree. And I haven't really had that opportunity so much before. So it was very nice to do this. And without and- speaking for you, do you feel like that gives you confidence in your own like, like in just yourself, whether it's leadership or your ability to do anything. I think a little bit. I think it did build up my confidence a little bit, especially when I look back to when I was going into it. I, I had no confidence in my ability to teach. I, I, I was like second guessing myself. I was questioning why I was doing it. Like what? Like I was like, oh, Alex, why did, I, why did you agree to this? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but um, it worked out really well. I had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I think it did. It gave me some more confidence, I think, to be a leader and to teach and to work with a team. Like now I know that I can't I can lead a team if I if I am um, if I put my put my mind to it, I can I can be a leader. And you are now you're the team leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to get ready for that. That's like the next next adventure. Yeah, you're going to be the, the leader to all of our united way student ambassadors so that is like i think mm-hmm. right now we're at 10 10 of them and then nice as we get more members i mean it's gonna be your lead you're the leader to mm-hmm. a lot so this is gonna be awesome 
Nice. And then finally, are there any final words that you would like to say to any of our listeners here? Ooh. Let me think. Actually, would I be able to ask you a few questions? Is this, is this, I don't know if this is like... Uh, yeah, we can flip the, the script. Ask me questions. Okay, yeah. Well, I was actually wondering like... um, So are, you're in the team leader position as well, right? Is this kind of what you're doing? Or is this a different position? It, it I am technically staff, but okay. it is definitely like a team leader position on steroids so on steroids yeah so i am definitely helping manage the members and helping them whenever things come up being their support instead of being their front line of support though now with you you'll be their front line and then it will come to me when there's when they don't feel comfortable like addressing something mm-hmm. directly with you or it's like escalated to the point where i need intervention or they need my intervention um, but I am very much there in the planning and all of that. And then I also am the support for the site um, supervisors as well. So it's like the nice. team leader position just on steroids. Yeah, just more. Just yes. the team leader and then just increase it by 10. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been a great help. So yeah, thank you so much. Well, that's what I'm here to do. That's what makes my job fun talking to people and helping and and be like people make my job fun um and then my last question is do you have any um is there anything like any any advice you would have for me going into this team leader position just be yourself when you see all the things that we get to do it may look like a lot but it's really not and the most important thing in my opinion, because I'm like a people first type person. Um, and this is the one aspect that I won't be able to support you with as heavily is just be yourself and, and make sure that you're showing up for, for the people that you're leading. Um, make sure you're showing up for them, like taking time to visit their site and see what they're doing, talking with them, all of that and everything else that's a team effort, right? You'll have like four other team leaders helping you lead the charge in all those other areas. But the main yeah. thing is, is, is just show up for your members and everything will be okay. Put people first and this job will be easy peasy because the parts that are not, you will have so much support. Like I said, it's not like anybody's dropping the ball. It's because we're all holding the ball up together. Nice. That's a really good way of putting it. So do you have any final words for our listeners? I would say to our listeners that um, AmeriCorps is doing really great work in the community. It's a great community to work with. It's a great experience. I would recommend it to anybody. And um, I mean, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope everyone's doing well. And um, if you're ever interested in, in doing some work with AmeriCorps, I highly recommend it. I think it's a great experience. It's a good time. And um, it's good to get you out of your comfort zone. And um, yeah, thank you all for listening. And, and thank you, Mona, for interviewing me. And thank you, Alex, for being such a great interviewee and for thank signing you. up to do this. And uh, thank you to all the listeners again for listening to another episode of This AmeriCorps Life.
You've been listening to This AmeriCorps Life, produced by Arizona Serve of Prescott College. Find out more at arizonaserve.org and at prescott.edu.